you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It's Friday, September 16th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Two-part tagline harmony courtesy of today's special guests. She is the host of NFL Total Access. She's a Miami girl. She's a curly hair advocate. She's MJ Acosta Ruiz. Hello, MJ. What up? He is a 16-year NFL vet and a former Walter Payton Man of the Year. Translation, great player, great dude. TD, welcome to the pod. Hey, what's going on? Friday is all about picks and predictions for every remaining game on the Week 2 schedule. That's 15 games in all. We've got winners, we've got scores, and we've got stats. Quick audio guide. When there is an upset on offer, you will hear this. When there's a game we think will be decided by two points or fewer, you will hear this. Ooh. And if we see a blowout coming, that's 15 points or more, you will hear this. You will also hear fantasy phenom and top chef for a day, Adam Rank, cooking up a dish he calls goat a la doubt. Adam has four quarterbacks who he says are better options in your fantasy starting lineup than Tom Brady. Let's go! Plus, Cynthia Freeland has stat projections for Derrick Henry versus the Bills, Joe Burrow versus the Boys, and Scary Terry versus the Biters. That's the ankle biters. That's the Detroit Lions. Let's go. But first, Chargers and Chiefs. Herbert throws to the end zone looking for Mike Williams. One-handed grab! Touchdown, Chargers! We all saw it last night. MVP shortlist contender Justin Herbert leads the visiting Bolts to a surprisingly convincing victory over fellow MVP shortlist contender Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, except he didn't. Throwing toward the end zone, picked off! Nobody in front of him! Chiefs still on their feet, this is going to be a pick six! Due to what MJ Acosta Ruiz calls the phenomenon of chargering. Okay, MJ, did LA <laughs> charger or were they chargered? How does this work? Can you explain, please? So, and this comes directly from a Chargers fan, several of them actually. They chargered it. <laughs> it's like when you muff a punt, right? Like, it's, it's, it's sort of almost expected but I wasn't expecting it, especially not this year, especially not what we saw from this team in week one. Sure, just week one? No, because we've seen them build to this over the last few seasons. And Justin Herbert is exceptional. He played a fantastic game until, well, they didn't. Even still, TD and I were talking about this earlier. The man was hurt, holding his sides, and was still out there throwing dimes. I just don't get how this continues to happen to this Chargers team where at the very end, they led pretty much the whole game, TD. And yet, mm -mm. Well, we all saw what happened there uh, inside the five. Uh, Gerald Everett goes the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Right? Jalen Watson, seventh round pick out of Washington State, goes the right way. 99 yards later, it's a totally different game. TD, what did you see out there? Let's talk about why Gerald Everett went the wrong way. He had just caught two passes in a row. He got them down there to where they were, and the coaches made a decision to go hurry up after this guy had just signaled over to the sideline that, hey, I'm tired. I need to come out of the game for a blow, and they totally ignored it. So, okay, 
it's a coach's decision to ignore a player. If you're going to ignore that player who just caught two passes, allow this player to sit on the outside of the of the of the route tree of whatever you have going on. Run the ball. You got Austin Eckler who run, who's running the ball effectively in that position. Don't make a decision to call a play that puts the player directly in the play who's just signaled to you that, hey, I'm fatigued. I, I can't go anymore. I need to come out of the game. The Chargers made a decision. Hey, we're going to throw you the ball. He didn't run the right route. It ended up in the hands of the seventh-round pick, Jalen Watson, who, like you said, he made a decision that he was going to make reservations for 99 the other way. And ultimately, that was the difference in this game. You know, you have a momentum shift. They're going in to take a seven-point lead. It ended up going the other way. And when you're playing in a place like Kansas City, you cannot allow the fans to get back in the game. The Chargers had completely taken them out of the game. But that play re-energized that whole building. It sounds like Chargers coaches were guilty of a little chargering themselves based on Mm -hmm. your anecdote about Gerald Everett, MJ. Remember, I was asked just a few episodes of this podcast ago what was going to be what I was keeping my eye on in week two, and it was the coaches, these coaching decisions. And right off the bat, in the first game of the week, we saw that in a crucial moment that could have sealed a game that they should have won. Guys, this AFC West feels different this year. We know that leading into this season, the Kansas City Chiefs had rattled off six straight AFC West division titles. MJ, I'm stealing this right from your mouth. You said it earlier today. This is not the same AFC West, or at least it doesn't feel that way. doesn't feel like it at all. For, what, six years in a row, everybody's been running after the Chiefs, trying to, quote-unquote, steal this division back from the Chiefs. The Chargers have something to say about that this year, and they are right on their tails about it. It is not going to be easy this year. It's not going to be a year where the Chiefs just run away with it and every game is like, ah, the the Chiefs are going to win this one, especially in these divisional races. Get ready for the AFC West. It's already crazy. Thomas Davis, what do we know today that we didn't know before kickoff last night in KC? Do we know anything more about this Chargers team and this Chiefs team? We know that Even without Kenny Allen, the Chargers were in Hmm. position to totally dominate that game from start to finish. But in watching it, like like MJ talked about, they found a way to charger it up. They found a way to go out there and lose that game. Uh, I just feel like when you are playing a superior team or a team that has been superior, I would say, I don't think that the Chiefs are the superior team anymore. The Chargers, Hmm. when you look at their roster, they should be the superior team in the AFC West, but when you go out, you have to perform that way. And they just haven't performed that way in crucial moments. When times of the game that it really mattered, they just haven't performed up to standard. And they showed that last night. Once they get Keenan Allen back, once they are clicking on all cylinders, Justin Herbert is is completely healthy. This team is going to make a long run, and they're going to ultimately win this division outright. We've seen this a couple of times. Yes, yes, bold prediction, mark it down. Love it. But we've seen this with teams in the past. Thomas, you know this better than anybody, certainly at this table. Some NFL teams learn how to win and remember how to win, and it becomes part of their DNA. Some NFL teams, on the flip side, learn how to lose, remember how to lose, and find themselves losing games they should even win. Is that kind of what's in play here? You know, that that is what's in play, but I think that the Chargers are a team right now. They're they're working to develop a winning culture. 
When you look at it, it starts with players. It starts with coaches. And they had so many opportunities last night to just completely seal that game. If you just look on the defensive side with Asante Samuel, how many t- chances he had to take a, a, a game-changing interception, whether it was the one in the end zone or whether it was the one that hit him right in the hands and he's tried to double catch and they rooted an incomplete pass. I just think those are the kind of opportunities and the kind of plays as players you got to take advantage of to completely rewrite the history of a, a franchise and of an organization. MJ, overheard L.A. last night. Andrew Whitworth made some comments that caught your ear and turned your head. What did he say? No one could take their eyes off of Justin Herbert in the moment in which he's going out there, coming back from the sideline. He's holding his side. You could tell he's in pain. And Ryan Fitzpatrick asked Whitworth, Whit, if you're the leader of that offensive line, what are you telling those guys in the huddle when you see your QB in pain like that? And Whitworth said, it is mandatory at that point. He doesn't get touched Again, there is no other option. There is no margin forever. You keep him clean and you keep him upright for the rest of this game. The only thing that touched Justin Herbert after the game was an x-ray machine. The x-rays were negative, which, of course, is positive. Next up for the Chargers, a get-back game, I think we could argue, against the Jags. Next up for the Chiefs, a tricky encounter on the road against the Colts. Quick predictions. Hmm. Chiefs-Colts. I can see the Colts sneaking up on them if Shaquille Leonard is healthy. Oh. Quick prediction for the Chargers. Do they get a get back? Is it a get back game against the Jags? I think it's a reminder game. Like, hey, we we lost that one, but we got to show you who we who we really are. Can we call that one Hair Bowl 2022? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. The locks will be the locks will be flowing. I like it. I like it. Next up for us, game picks for every remaining week two game. Stay right there. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Today, we are joined by MJ Acosta-Ruiz and Thomas Davis. The Total Access game of the week is the oldest rivalry in the NFL, but let's be honest, it's old and it's getting stale. (laughs) Bears and Packers, Packers favored by nine and a half. Packers also favored by history, which suggests it will end in typical fashion. Aaron Rodgers will increase his ownership stake, and that's the end of the discussion, except it isn't. Because Thomas Davis is here with a three-part plan for a Bears upset. Thomas, I took notes in the meeting. I'm going to hit you on each. Part one of your plan is to protect Justin Fields. Please explain. You know, that's, that's one of the keys to this game for them. I feel like whenever you have Justin Fields upright and he can visually see what's going on, he has everything that it takes to be a, a, an elite NFL quarterback. He has the arm strength. He has um, the visual. He has the ability to get out of the pockets, to take off running. They, they can do so many different things with him, but you cannot do that when your quarterback is on his back. And that's what Justin Fields has been for a lot in his early career. So that's one of the things that they have to do against this Packers defense. Okay, so uh, part one is protect. Part two, also a P word, pressure. Pressure Aaron Rodgers, easier said than done. That is a lot easier said than done because we just talked about it. Aaron Rodgers, with just like Justice Field, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys who has elite field vision, and he does a great job of understanding what you're doing defensively, more so than Justin does. So he gets the ball out of his hands a lot faster. Um, he utilizes finding who his openings are in, in the defensive scheme, and he gets the ball to his receivers quickly. You know, Aaron Rodgers did not – hesitate to put some pressure on himself. 
he turned that spotlight onto his young wide receiver course. Some people criticized him for that, but that's the way AR-12 rolls. Part three of your plan is also a P word. It's prevent. Prevent Rodgers from getting too many chances. Keep his ass on the bench. How is that done? You know, that is done by running the football. you got to be able to have an an effective running game and just take over the time of possession in the football game. Continue to get plays out there to your offensive players that are going to get you first downs, that are going to continue to move the chains, and in turn is going to keep your offense on the field and Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. That is the NFL Total Access Game of the Week. That is the last game of Sunday. That's Sunday night football. We'll see what happens. Quick prediction in that one. How do you see this one playing out? I see it playing out like it has in the past. The Packers going to be dominant in that game. MJ, I got the you Packers agree? as well. Sure do. And it's interesting because the last time the Bears beat the Packers was in 2018. But since then, they've lost six straight games against the Packers. And I don't think this is the time when they, they get back in it. And also, MJ, this is another thing, too, that people don't factor in. When you look at the way Aaron Rodgers came out and played in the in the first week of last year, everybody thought the sky was falling. Oh, yeah. And then he came back out and he had an MVP season right. after that, including the second game being one of his best. So That part. Thomas, in your whole career, you were very much a defensive captain. It was the position you played, but it's also the role that you assumed on the field. Sean Payton was very critical of Aaron Rodgers calling out his players after the game. Mm. Is that does that work? Does it work to call out a young player? Does it, does it help him get better? Does it help him focus? Or does it invite him to quit on you and the team? See, I've never been that kind of leader. So to me, it's never about calling out a player to the public. Mm-hmm. I'll go to him and I'll address whatever issues I have with that person in-house. We'll take care of those things. And I think those are the kind of leadership qualities that guys respect more so than anything. You don't want a player on your team that's not your coach, that's not one of the owners of the team calling you out because essentially we're all here do, to do the same job. I know Aaron Rodgers has been around long, a lot longer. He has, I mean, obviously a lot more prestige than a lot of the guys on the team, but at the same day, you're still a player on this team. And I look up to you a lot of times, those younger players, they look up to some of the older guys. So they want people that are going to, that are going to, encourage them to do the right thing that's going to work them to do the right thing but you don't want somebody to calling you out because to me that says that hey you think that I'm not good enough that it says a lot of things to a, to a young player so you got to go out there and you got to motivate these guys in the right way and I don't think calling them out to the public is the right way of doing it he ostensibly motivated an entire city and an entire franchise by calling out the Bears last season saying that he had ownership stake in this team no apology to Virginia no apology to Virginia McCaskey when he made those comments. <laughs> but, MJ, you heard what A-Rod said. Mm-hmm. You know the effect it had on that team. You heard Eddie Jackson on this show yesterday say they've heard it. They've taken notes, taken receipts, as you call it. Yep. Um, will Aaron Rodgers regret his comments about Bears ownership? I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers ever regrets a comment that he says. He's a man who, who he, he lives by the I said what I said. Motto, and I respect it to a certain point. But I think that this Bears team is feeling a way. They got that week one win. Sure, they're going into Lambeau, but I think they're 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 feeling themselves right now. And I get it, but I, I just don't see a scenario where the Bears get the get the W. <laughs> Time for upset alerts. Will we get a few of these? You had a good one last week too, but now it is yes. your team and the Packers, Ooh. Adam Rank, and that's where we start. Bears, Packers. 
hold your horses. TD, who wins this one? So last season, Aaron Rodgers came out, and we know they did not play particularly well mm. in opening week. Yep. But he played tremendously well in the second game. I think he's going to do the same thing in this game, and the Packers are going to win this game 24-20. to 20. Sorry, Rank. No, don't, don't need to apologize. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a fantastic quarterback. And, yes, this is a narrative that happened last season. But, listen, I know everybody's like, don't, don't make Aaron Rodgers angry. We have a quarterback in Chicago who doesn't care. We have a coach who certainly doesn't care. This defense has played really well. As a matter of fact, the last time Matt Eberflus faced Aaron Rodgers back in 2020 as defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, he held them to three second-half points, including overtime. So, for me – this is easy. Give me the Bears 21-20 and an upset to a lot of you, but not an upset to me. This was going to be easy for you no matter what. But you know what? You you called the Bears game and they were thought I was a week. fool. You had me questioning, should I go with the Bears I know. this week? No, Absolutely fun. not. I'm definitely oh, taking the Packers 30-20. to 20. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. It's Friday. We provide Friday answers to Sunday questions like who wins, by how much, who stars, who should we start in fantasy, and maybe more importantly, who should we sit? Adam Rank said Tom Brady. Sorry, GOAT, don't call me, call him. Let's talk about the GOAT. 141 remain. A field goal win. Brady, back to pass. Picked off on the right-hand side. And it's going to be a touchdown, New Orleans! Tampa Bay goes into New Orleans, a place where Tom Brady has historically struggled. 0-4 in the regular season against the Saints as a member of the Bucs. He beat them in the postseason, but he's lost in the regular season. And you think, MJ, that the home underdog New Orleans Saints will continue that stretch and beat Brady yet again. All right, Bucks Saints. That's an interesting one, TD. Well, I mean, Jameis Winston gets an opportunity to play against his old team, or will he play against his old team? I've seen some stuff on the injury report that he might not be. Stop it. So, for me, I think Tom Brady is going to come out, and this is going to be a statement game. All he's hearing is how bad he plays against the Saints. All All he's hearing is... He can't get it done against this team in the regular season. So Tom Brady's going to come out. They're going to make a statement. 30-17, to Tampa Bay is going to roll in this one. That makes a lot of sense. That's starting to convince me. That is Because every time you doubt Tom Brady, he just finds a way to do it. But, you know, I'm still going to go with the Saints. I still think that sometimes when you have a game plan, like look at what the Saints did last week against uh, Kyle Pitts. Like they have a way to shut him down. They have a way to shut down Tom Brady. That's why I got to pick the Saints. What did I have? 28-25.
Oh, I like the close call there. Um, oh, we're almost right there on par, Rank. I have the Saints in this one, too. Cam Jordan, I already know Cam is yeah. ready to get after. There's nothing He's... he loves more than bragging about sacking Tom Brady. And they're at home 27-25. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Explain your pick. I mean, that Saints defense has, has a thing for Brady. They're going to continue to go off that. And, yes, I'm talking to you, Cam Jordan, because I already know you, buddy. He's probably already on Instagram right now. <laughs> talking about getting after Brady, and rightfully so. I think last week's game, I was expecting for the Saints to have a much bigger margin of victory um, in that first game. And I think that this has to be a statement game for the Saints as well. I didn't really love how Brady and the Bucks looked in week one. Now, if there's anybody who can galvanize a team and make sure that they correct stuff quickly, it's Tom Brady. But I just think that in New Orleans, the way we know that this New Orleans defense can play and what they've already done against him as a divisional opponent speaks volumes. I think it's an overlooked narrative. Brady and the Bucks go into New Orleans to play who? The Saints. Who's at the head of the Saints right now? Who's under center for the New Orleans Saints right now? Jameis Winston. And where did he play his last football? What did his last jersey look like? He was a Buccaneer. I think this is an overlooked narrative. We always talk about revenge games. My gosh, we talk about get-back games. And we have not <laughs> talked about the fact that you know and I know that Jameis Winston is just champing at the bit. That's right. It's champing, not chomping. Look it up. Champing <laughs> at the bit to say to this Bucks franchise, to say to his own franchise, and to say to the world... You've got the right guy in the right place at the right time, and it's me. You called out what you said are uncharacteristic mistakes that Brady makes against the Saints. What are you saying that we don't? You know, you see a lot of overthrows. You see a lot of bad decisions. And there's just something that doesn't matter who he plays. He never makes those kind of throws and those kind of decisions. But you see it time after time after time when you watch the film of Tom Brady playing against the Saints. And I think a large part of it is the amount of pressure that they've been able to generate up front that has caused problems. Tom Brady is not one of those guys that likes pressure in his face. And the Saints do a great job up front of getting pressure directly in his face. And that's one of the biggest things that I'm concerned with when going into this game um, that he's going to have to deal with with their offensive line woes that they have. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady <laughs> has a 500 or better record against every team in the NFL, including playoffs. But if the Bucks lose on Sunday, the Saints will be the only team Brady has a sub 500 record against. How do you like that? Uh, I believe we can translate. MJ Acosta Ruiz says Tom Brady is mediocre or less. <laughs> Or less than average. I, she said it here. You all heard it. You heard it. She said it. I, ca I can't believe she said that out loud. It will get back to Brady. There is another pick that I would like both of you to explain. Patriots Steelers CD. So for this, in this Patriots game, I know that I'm picking the Steelers, and they say that this is an upset, but I don't huh. see this as an upset. Because when you look at this Steelers team and the way they played against the Bengals, they went out and they took the ball away five times. And we saw how the Dolphins' defense got out to Mac Jones. I just think that this Steelers defense is going to duplicate that, and they're going to win this game 17-7. to Yeah, there's still a lot of questions about the New England Patriots, especially offensively. But at the same time, it's kind of like what you're saying about Tom Brady. It's hard to imagine Bill Belichick starting this season 0-2, even though they're going on the road to Pittsburgh. Give me the New England Patriots in this one, 17-13. And I guess what's an upset? No, it's, it's not. not an upset. It's not an upset. Even though they're on the road. No, yeah. the upset was on me, right? Right. Don't worry, CD. You're not alone. Okay. I have the Steelers <laughs> okay, okay. winning this one as well, 
21. I think he's still on the men. Mac Jones, he yeah. took a couple of hard hits. He had an illness earlier this week as well. I think that's going to compound. And I still think the Steelers defense is going to come out there full throttle. One question, why? When you look, you look at what this Steelers defense has been able to do and what they did to a guy like Joe Burrow and, and that offense that they have, and they were still able to come away with five turnovers and a huge victory. I don't see it being any difference. I know they lost um, T.J. Watt. That's a huge loss for their defense, but they just reload. I mean, Mike Tomlin does a really good job of getting defensive players to play hard on defense. And I love the way that Minka Fitzpatrick is playing right now. And I'm not really sold on what the Patriots are doing offensively. And I don't really think that those guys in the locker room are all in on what's happening offensively. We heard a lot about it in the preseason, and those woes showed up down in Miami. Yeah, and Mac Jones is just banged up. He got hurt in that game. They said it wasn't as big. Fine. But that still lingers, as you know. No question. That still lingers. And he was a little sick this week. I think all of that is going to compound and affect him coming into this game. On top of that, I totally agree with you. I didn't like what I saw from that. I was expecting this sort of revelation, Mac Jones evolution. And, and it just was I was expecting more from Hunter Henry as well out there. Like, I don't know what the missing link is, but that is not the Patriots team that we've been used to seeing all this time. The missing link in Dallas is what everyone is searching for. Bengals, Cowboys, TD. The Cowboys yeah. The Cowboys are a team that's reeling right now. They did not play particularly well. And then you lose Dak Prescott on top of that. I just think when this Bengals team come out, man, they're going to try to make a statement. They're going to try to do it in a big way. And that's why I chose this game 32-6 to six in favor of what? the Bengals. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big one. I think that's, that's the a huge for America's team, margin too. we've had yeah. thus far. Whoa. I think the Cowboys, I, th- I think the defense of the Cowboys will keep it a little bit more competitive. I'm going to give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. I still have the Bengals winning by 15, uh, 35 to 20. But I think it'll be close for a while. It'll be a lot more surprising than people are giving them credit for. I have the Bengals as well, but I think that maybe Cooper Rush does a little something. Maybe he doesn't want to be looked at as just the backup who's going to throw it all away. No, 25 20, but the Bengals still get the W there. Let's play a little game of hypothetical. The Eagles win. The Giants inexplicably win again. The Commanders also win again. And the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, which a lot of people think they probably will. If that happens, we are looking at the first time in history that the NFC East would have the Cowboys at 0-2 and their three competitors in that division at 2-0. If that were to happen, forgive the if, it's a big if, but it may well happen. What's the narrative in Dallas on Monday morning if that's the case, Thomas Davis? Man, it's going to be a bad day in Dallas. A lot of people are going to be in their feelings about that one. And and it very well could happen, like you said, because when you look at this Dallas team, it's hard to believe in any area of this world that they're going to go in without Dak Prescott and beat a Cincinnati team that is coming off of a tough loss and – that's, that's eager to get back in the winning column. I just, I just find that hard to believe. So it's going to be a lot of upset fans. MJ, you get the last word on this. Uh, we don't like to dip into anybody's pocket in this league. We don't talk about their money, or at least not for too long. And we certainly don't like to fire or hire people. However, it is unavoidable. If the scenario that I just pointed out comes to fruition, are we looking at a potential coaching change in the near future or not too distant future in Dallas? I don't think immediately after week two, but if that lingers on and there's not some kind of change in the quarterback room, if Dak does not come back after 
a miracle four weeks from this thumb surgery, I think the, the, the real estate agents start to circle a little bit closer. This is NFL Total Access. And if you knew what Cynthia Freeland knows, well, you'd probably be working for a think tank or NASA or a hedge fund. Look, all I'm saying is chances are you wouldn't have the time to listen to a podcast about the NFL. I don't know where Cynthia finds the time to be in one. Time to predict the points presented by FanDuel. Let's welcome in our analytics expert, Cynthia Freeland, for the exact numbers to the decimal point for some of these games. All right, let's start with Falcons-Rams, Cynthia. Over under 46.5 points here. Okay, so despite a overwhelming win for the Rams, I have 29-18 in this one. That adds up to 47 points, which is more than 46 and a half. In fact, I think it could be even more lopsided in favor of the Rams. I have a big number for Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup happens to be my wide receiver number one. And just for your fantasy purposes, Cordero Patterson, load up on him. I do think he scores a touchdown for you. You know very well he's not available in our league anymore, Cynthia. Why would you play me like that? Not our league. Oh, all right. Maybe your league. (laughs) Jets Browns is the next one. Over under 39.5 points in this game. Even though the defenses are the strength of both teams, I have 24-19 in this matchup in favor of Cleveland. But that adds up to 43, which is significantly more than 39. Oh, yeah. All right, we got another one. Texans, Broncos, over under 45.5 points. Yeah, keep it down over there, Rank. Yeah, what Rank, you got for this what are you one? doing here, Rank? <laughs> Sorry. 8 to 18 is my final score in favor of the Broncos in this matchup. So that adds up to 46, which is slightly over 45 and a half. Now, I will say, this is one where I'm more confident that it's going to be a lot of points than I am that it, in the winner being so lopsided in favor of the Broncos, uh-huh. which means points, 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 make it fun. It'll be great. We like that. I try and tell y'all every season – Pay attention when she's rattling off these numbers. Yeah, well, Rank's not. Rank's not paying attention. I'm I'm here now. All right, let's roll right into a little more or less, which, yes, does cue up our genius, Cynthia Freeland, back with us. And these are all based on your projections, which gets me extra hype about it. Let's start with King Henry. Going up against the Bills this week, more or less than 100 yards for Derrick Henry. Okay, so I have fewer, less than 100 yards for him now, 79 and a rushing touchdowns, just so you have, okay. and then 11 <laughs> receiving yards as well, just for your fantasy purposes. But why? Last week in their win over the Rams, they didn't need to, set, to show us anything with in terms of like the running game, right? The Rams weren't really running. They showed a light box. They didn't even stack the box. You don't even know yeah. what's going to be there. So when I'm looking to see what happens with Zaire, there's no way Leslie Frazier, who should be a head coach, I 100% should already be a head coach, there's no way that Leslie Frazier's going to let him run for 143 again and steal the game like they did last. It's not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Take it. Take it. Write it down. What about Scary Terry? Terry McLaurin going up against the Lions this week. More or less than 60 yards for him. Oh, I love this one. This one might be my favorite one of the week. More than 60 yards. I have five receptions, 66 yards, and the touchdown for him against the Lions secondary that was exceedingly generous to A.J. Brown, exceedingly generous in general to the Eagles. I think this is a high-scoring game, and I think that we see Scary Terry in the end zone. I like it. What about young Joey Cool? Joe Burrow against the Cowboys. More or less than one interception for him. Well, he had four last week. Mm. And this Cowboys defense is good at intercepting the football. But I think there's zero in this game. I think this is a skating game. Joe Burrow, no interceptions forecast for him. That was a strange turn of events. I mean, four is quite a bit. But that's kind of out of range in general. But I think it is the big goose egg. Where's my? Yeah. Big goose (laughs) egg right there in terms of number of interceptions 
for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's trying to get back to that Joey Cool swag. He, get he back is to Joey Cool swag. Is. There's not gonna have, this, this is going to be an interesting one to watch because I think that they let him kind of get that mojo back after a very strange week one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. And why is this day special? Because we offer Friday answers to Sunday questions like who wins and by how much. MJ, TD, rank, take it. Let's get to some game picks. All of us took the Chiefs uh, yesterday in the show as well. But now we got to keep it rolling. More insanity will ensue. Um, Our game picks last week, you guys got a little edge on me. A little bit. Of- I'm only behind by like one. Okay. Mm. Only behind by one. If you guys want to take Gotta a look at that, um, so we're on pace to beat was- you by 17. <laughs> no, 18. Stop it. Let's rip the bandaid off right off the top. Let's uh, start. Dolphins, Ravens, Rankster. You know, I was very impressed by the Dolphins last week. They always do very well against the New England Patriots, especially down there in South Beach. But we still don't know quite enough about them. I think this Baltimore Ravens team is one of the best in the AFC. So give me the Ravens, 26-25. And me, I'm, I'm really buying into Lamar has something to prove. He's going to yeah. go out there. Um, didn't play particularly well in this game last year. So he's going to go out there, and they're going to win this game 32-21. to 21. Two corrections for you. One, they don't play on South Beach. They play in Miami Garden. Whatever. And two, the Dolphins are going to win 26-21. Well, they're playing Inglewood. A little not early, LA. early upset alert for you guys there. All right. Next game, we're picking Panthers-Giants. Adam Rank. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for the Giants. What did you say? The first time they're over 500 since Eli Manning was the quarterback, and that's good for them. And they're being celebrated right now. But you know what? Sometimes the NFL will turn you back to what you are. I got the Panthers winning this one, 27-26. And it's the upset. And, uh, oh, the upset alert. Also, I've been picking one-point games for the – there it is. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Listen, there on. is no way – that my Panthers are going to allow a running back to run wild again. There's no yeah. way. It's not going to happen. Nick Chubb, you, you got lucky, but no way Saquon is going to do it. So I'm picking the Panthers 24 to 20 in this one. Ooh. Ooh. Ring the alarm. Upset alert. I didn't think this was going to go this way, but um, I'm taking the Giants mm. in this game. I'm taking the Giants. Saquon's is back. I think that yeah. boosts the morale of everybody else. I got 17-10, the final score in that matchup. All right, Commanders-Lions are facing off this week in rank. What you got? Carson Wentz, very impressive last week. Four touchdowns against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, again, it's, it's, it's Carson Wentz. And I think this Detroit Lions team, even with DeAndre Swift being a little bit banged up, I think, again, they're too good to start 0-2. Give me the Lions in this one in a close okay. one. 28-27. 
And for me, we all fell in love with the Lions and what they were doing on hard knocks. And I think that they're a team that, that is just a win away mm. from being a really good team. Once you start getting that momentum, they can start putting together a lot of wins. But they have to get that first win. And I think they're going to do it this weekend against the Commanders, 24-13. to 13. Well, now I almost feel bad for taking the Commanders. Almost. Uh-oh. But I stand by it. I have the Commanders winning this one. 21-17, also pretty close uh, in this matchup. Let's go Colts-Jaguars, yeah. Rank. The Colts, it's a wild beast. How do you tame a wild beast? With a Jaguar. Since 2015, the Jaguars have Naturally. owned the Colts down there in Duval. So I'm going to take the Colts in this one. 38-35. Upset. They haven't lost there since 2014. Turn the lights back up. It's fine. Listen, for me, this is a revenge game. I know that Matt Ryan wasn't the quarterback when they lost the game that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. But a lot of these players on this team were still on that team. So I just feel like they're going to come out and they're going to win this game pretty convincing. 27 to 14 is what I have. Yeah, I have the Colts as well. I think they're better than how they played last week. I have them winning this one 28 to 14, the final Titans, Bills. Oh, can't wait to see this one, TD. Who you got? So I watched the Titans play, and I watched their defense in particular. And Saquon Barkley went crazy. He ran wild. They were so undisciplined. They were not doing things characteristic of what I'm used to seeing from a Tennessee Titans defense. And I know I watched this team play as well, the Mm. Buffalo Bills, and what they did to the Rams. Listen. This game, for me, is not going to be close. I got Buffalo winning this game 34-10. to wow. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. We were talking earlier about the Eagles being our NFC pick. I think the Bills look like the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Dominated the Rams, a runaway, the most talented team in the league. So go ahead and give me the Titans 26-24. Because <laughs> the NFL Naturally. doesn't make sense. The NF- yeah, upset. That's upset. right. Upset. Oh, I'm upset sorry, alert. Puma. Did you not hear what I said? It's in the prompter. It says Titans. <laughs> Listen, this happened last year. The Titans beat them. The NFL is so unpredictable. You're right. That it is. This Titans team um, is going to play a lot better. But I am definitely taking the Bills. 30-21 in this one. And Josh Allen, we believe. Trying to get after it at home after a loss to your Bears. Yeah. In week one. I think I picked that, too. Trying to get them on the win column. So let's pick this one first. Seahawks 49ers, Thomas. I was absolutely shocked by what the Seahawks did. I must say I did not think that that game would be close. But I know for a fact, I'm telling you guys, I know for a fact that there's no way San Fran are going to go 0-2 to start their season. Their defense is just way too good. Debo Samuel, Trey Lance is going to play a lot better. I got them winning this game 21-17. to Yeah, that's one of the things that when you see a team like the Seahawks, Get a huge upset win. It's natural just to have a little bit of a letdown. When you have a team as good as San Francisco, who was in the NFC Championship game last season, they're going to come out, not only win, they're going to dominate. Give it me 40-16. to 16. Wow. 40-16. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's one. That's Let's go crazy. <laughs> Why not? Are you guys going to pop over there? What's, what's happening? No. I'll right. start throwing cards. <laughs> Save that for later. That's coming up in a little bit. Uh, I have the Niners as well in this one. 28 to 20. I think the Seahawks are going in there riding off that win. uh, But I do think that the Niners will indeed get the dub. All right. Vikings, Eagles. Oh, man. TD. Listen, I'm really excited about this Minnesota Vikings team. But I got to stick with the team that I said was going to be in the Super Bowl in the NFC. I did say it. I'm standing by it. Like it. When you look at what this Eagles team has built, when you look at this offensive line, you look at the defensive line. I love their defense. I got to go Eagles 27, 
Minnesota 24 in a Ooh. tightly contested game. No, this is going to be a really good one. I can't say enough about what KOC has meant for this offense of the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely took apart the Green Bay Packers last week. But like you, I also picked the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl as well. That's why I'm taking Philly here 29-24. Okay. Um, wow. Looks like I'm picking the Vikings Precious. two weeks in a row for, for a dub. I have the Vikings winning this oh! 25-23. A very, very close one. I think Justin Jefferson is going to go off. I think they're going to get the run game going as well. They, yeah. The Eagles defense struggled a little bit last week. They gave up three week. rushing yep. touchdowns last exactly. week. The running back. You just never know what's going to happen. Look, we do agree on occasion here. Here are unanimous picks. We all got the Raiders taking a win, the Rams, the Broncos, and the Browns all in week two. See, every so often. Adam Rank has one message for fantasy owners in week two. Do not start Tom Brady if you have one of the following four options. Adam, deliver the hot sauce. Get your hot sauce oh meter going, Rank. Let's go. Who's ready for the hot sauce? We are. There we go. Bring it up, and it's a Friday. Now, we talked early in the show. Tom Brady has struggled against the New Orleans Saints as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the regular season. Now that we got all those qualifiers out of the way, here are four quarterbacks Fox. that you can start over Tom Brady this week. And we'll start with mild but flavorful. Oh, that's right, Kirk Cousins. Does Kirk Cousins look like the guy who eats pico de gallo and goes, oh, this is spicy. <laughs> Give me the horchata. No, but here's the thing. Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to say this right now, Kirk Cousins might be the better option over Tom Brady for the rest of the season. That is what? more. Oh, That's spicy. Kind of, that is spicy. Oh, you want to get spicy? Oh, I'm sorry, Cynthia. Let's get spicy. Yeah, you want to get, get weird? Spicy, Let's please. get spicy. Get spicy. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Oh, no. Everybody's acting like Matthew Stafford can't play football anymore after what happened to him on the opening night against the Buffalo Bills, one of the best teams in the NFL. Now he's got the Atlanta Falcons, who last season gave up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks and last week gave up a ton of production to Jameis Winston. So do not give up on Matthew Stafford and also do not give up on Allen Robinson. Is that good? No. Oh, is that what? That's like not a, good. It's like as spicy Listen. as cilantro. Not as spicy at all. Not you cilantro. Know what? Three alarm. Three alarm, a young man who last week got dominated in the rain. And I'm talking about Trey Lance. Okay. Trey Lance, you ready to get weird? You want to go at Trey Lance? Three starts in his NFL career. He's not played well on the road, but now he's at home going up against the Seattle Seahawks, a team that the 49ers have struggled with. Kyle Shanahan does not do well against Pete Carroll, but I have confidence in Trey Lance. The mistakes that were made in Soldier Field were because of that defense, not the rain. What do you think the Bears were playing in virtual reality? They were out in the rain as well. But here's the thing. Trey Lance bounces back this week, running the ball, throwing the ball. You want to get weird. I like that one. Tra- That's the one. All right. All right. How about I this heard one? I there's now. raining you want to get loose. this weekend. You want to go El Diablo. Yes. El Diablo. Look at El Diablo. I've been waiting for it. And the fire red hair right in the eyes. That's right. We're going to go Carson Wentz. Yep. Carson Wentz that despite the fact that he threw four touchdowns last week, He's still Carson Wentz. Could you imagine a scenario where you would go out there, you would take Tom Brady, the GOAT, and you go to your lineup, you pull out the phone, and you're like, am I really going to start Carson Wentz? Do you have the wherewithal to do that? He's got a great matchup. He looked great. I know that we've seen this all before. Uh How bold do you want to get? How spicy do you want to go? Do you want to look that ghost pepper in the face and eat it? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to be great? 
or do you want to be mild? But here's the thing. Carson Wentz this week. Go over Tom Brady. Oh my God, I like it. You almost <laughs> you like it? You like that? At least you that's got some lot. spice. You started off really mild. That's the that's the segment. That have you, have you not seen the segment? This has been NFL Total Access, the podcast. I want to thank MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to invite you back on Monday when we will examine what did happen on Sunday, and when we will explain what will happen in two count them two Monday night games. Till then, ciao for now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.